0: Hello, I'm Janet Silver, and this is The West Block, Politics, Perspectives, and Players. A premature end after weeks of hope to find a solution to ease nuclear tensions on the Korean Peninsula. The talks between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un collapsed on Thursday when the U.S. refused to lift all sanctions to appease North Korea. So where does this leave relations between the two nations and Korea's buildup of nuclear arms? Joining me now from Honolulu is Troy Stangerone. He's the Senior Director of Congressional Affairs and Trade at the Korea Economic Institute. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me today.
0: President Trump abruptly ended his meeting with the North Korean leader on Thursday and he told reporters when he walked out the president said, "Sometimes you have to walk." Where does this leave relations between the United States and North Korea?
1: I think at this point we're at an impasse, but this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, We hadn't seen a lot of work beforehand. The summit was kind of thrown together like the Singapore summit at the last minute. Um, The North Koreans had been unwilling to meet with Steve Began, the president's representative on North Korea. I think now the president has empowered the North Koreans to meet with Began and to take him seriously. Um, Clearly this summit shows that the top-down approach doesn't work if there isn't proper prep work in advance. So I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. But I do think we have a lot of work ahead of us.
0: In terms of the work ahead, what exactly, in your, in your opinion, needs to be done to get us to where um, the U.S. and North Korea were, say, even a, a few days ago?
1: Well, right now, the big impasse seems to be over sanctions and how they'll be pulled back. Secretary Pompeo talked about sequencing in his remarks. Um, this is going to be one of the key things going forward. If the North Korean demand was accurate, that they wanted all sanctions lifted for Yongbyon being dismantled, that was probably never something that was going to be on the table. Uh, President Trump actually mentioned in his remarks that the North Koreans were surprised that we knew about certain facilities. I think this will help demonstrate to the North Koreans that they need to do a full accounting of their program, and that if they do want sanctions relief, it's going to require them doing much more than Yongbyon.
0: Do you think they're going, let's just step back a moment, please going into this meeting, that there was too much um, optimism, if you will, that we would actually see some major tangibles coming out of the meeting? Like you just said, that the United States was not going to put sanctions on the table. North Koreans were thinking otherwise. Do you think there was just too, too much put out there to begin with?
1: I think there's that issue. There's also the issue that there was a sense that President Trump was looking for a deal, perhaps no matter what, and concerned that He would, maybe, similar to Singapore, where he gave up the U.S.-Korea military exercises, take a step that we wouldn't be expecting and that maybe was a step too far. Um, Instead, what we saw is the president actually was willing to step back and say, you know, this isn't necessarily a good deal, this doesn't meet what we're looking for, and so therefore we need to take and work on this more. Um, So I think there were high expectations, but I think it's a good sign that he was willing to step back.
0: Do you see both sides digging in their heels now?
1: I think this is going to be the challenge. There were reports that North Korea, uh, unlike in the past, was actually sort of live giving um, commentary on what was going on. They had been very positive, talking about this perhaps being a historic meeting. Now that um, it's clearly fallen apart, I think we're going to have to watch and see how they present this at home. Does the North Korean media say Kim Jong-un stood up to U.S. pressure and didn't cave in, uh, but is hopeful for the future? Or does it take a much more confrontational approach? If it does, I think this could become much more difficult.
0: For the time being, do we just see a bit of breathing room? Where do we go from here?
1: I think the key is going to be how quickly does Steve Biegun and his North Korean counterpart meet, and do they get down to real negotiations? Um, you know, Biegun had had trouble meeting with his counterpart, and even when he did, there wasn't much progress being done. Um, if here in the next few weeks, he's able to meet with his North Korean counterparts, Um, They're able to actually start making progress, um, laying out the type of sequencing that um, Secretary Pompeo discussed, then I think we can make progress. If the North Koreans, as you mentioned, dig in their heels, I think we're going to have a difficult road ahead.
0: What are some of the broader implications that the Klops and talks have for the region in its entirety? And also, picking up on events from earlier this week with regards to India, Pakistan, a lot of nuclear weapons in that region, do you see a a broader context here?
1: Yeah, well, in the region, uh, the immediate concern is going to be, does this make things more unstable? Um, Kim Jong-un apparently told President Trump that he has no plans to take and test any additional nuclear uh, weapons or missiles. Uh, but we'll have to see if that goes forward. If it does, uh, we could head, head to a much, much more confrontational period. More broadly, though, you know, with everything that's going on with, uh, with India and Pakistan right now, I think there is this concern about the proliferation of nuclear weapons and about other states getting them. And so while we need to take and maintain a close watch on what's going on in India and Pakistan to ensure that we don't end up with a nuclear war there, that this doesn't escalate, you also need to take and be cognizant that one of the real concerns coming out of this Singapore, uh, sorry, Hanoi, was that if President Trump gave up too much at this summit, it might encourage other states to advance towards nuclear weapons, which would take and add this problem internationally by proliferating to other states. And so, I think those are kind of the two keys: one, maintaining sort of the status quo and stability in the region, and preventing other states from thinking that they could take and gain nuclear weapons as well
0: other nation that had a lot at stake for these talks is China. They've been heavily invested in this. Where does this leave China?
1: They were hoping that the United States and North Korea would take and split the difference in their meeting. Instead, we saw this pull back. Um, it's unclear how much influence North or sorry China really has over North Korea. Um, Kim Jong-un does meet with Xi Jinping quite a bit, but he also doesn't seem to take directions from Xi Jinping. And so I think at this point, You know, the influence China has is limited, and so I would expect President Xi to take and try to talk to President Trump and see if there's a way to work forward, but I'm not sure that there's much that they can do at this point.
0: And what about South Korea?
1: This is actually, I think, very awkward for uh, President Moon. He had been very optimistic. He was looking forward to taking and trying to do more inter-Korean engagement. He had even said beforehand that he'd be willing to take the burden off of the United States in terms of sanctions relief. There's I think a lot of pressure being built in South Korea to reopen the Kaesong Industrial Complex, for example. Now it's very uncertain where this goes, and I think it's uncertain whether the U.S. in the near term would be open to even sort of smaller scale inter-Korean projects. So I think he's now in a very difficult position as well.
0: So looking ahead, you said the next couple of weeks are going to be ones to watch. Um, Are you optimistic in terms of getting back on track in terms of relations between the United States and North Korea to try to resolve this issue when it comes to nuclear disarmament?
1: I think so. If you look back, um, North Korea has always put up very, very strong demands. And we're really at a point now to where, if this is going to work, you're gonna have to start making real choices and real compromises. And so I in some ways view this as an initial opening offer from the North Koreans. It clearly wasn't a realistic opening offer, but now that they know that, hopefully they'll scale back their ambitions, they'll be more realistic and we can move this forward. And you know, similar to President Reagan and Gorbachev and Reykjavik, you know, if they made real progress here and if they do have a better understanding of their positions, that doesn't mean then that we can't take and reach a better deal later on. And so hopefully that's what happens here.
0: Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us. That's all the time we have. I'm Janet Silver for the West Block.